This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 3, Episode 8, Like a Good Neighbor. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh, only one announcement. It's the only uh, announcement uh, we have for the rest of Series 3. We're going <laughs> to hammer it in today and we're going to hammer it in next week. Uh, post-game chatter is imminent. Post-game chatter, for those of you that don't know, is when uh, all of the cast gets together at the end of the finale and we talk about the campaign, how we feel about it. We talk about the system in particular, and then we answer any questions from the listeners. So we want all of you to shoot us whatever questions you got. It can be about the system. It can be about our role-playing experiences. It can be about really anything. Just shoot us some questions. If you submit a question for post-game chatter, we will answer it. Uh, and the cutoff for that will be a week from today. Uh, so basically, after you're done listening to episode nine next week, uh, shoot us whatever questions you got because at the end of that day, it's done. We're, we're going to record the finale and we're going to chatter it up and answer whatever questions you guys shoot our way. So please uh, send us whatever you, whatever you want. And with that, let's move on into words with the GM. Hi. Hi, GM. Hi. Uh, this is Words with the GM Hi. about Series 3, Episode 7, Professional Courtesy, uh, which was a, a fun little episode uh, in which we pulled over some undercover cops. <laughs> uh, but we got the information we were looking for, and that's the important thing. <laughs> yes. It just happened to be there. But uh, there's one thing in particular uh, I wanted to, to talk to you about um, when I was listening to the episode. I noticed you made a mistake. I did make a mistake. Uh, and it was uh, basically when Tudge and Steve were trying to... Uh, uh, break into the uh, well. They didn't know it was a door at the time. They were just trying to like turn off the security features on these suspicious crates. Um, they got electrocuted a little bit, and then uh, Steve calls in Duke, uh, and he rolls a six, which is a failure. And at that moment, uh, Tudge decides he's going to get involved, uh, so he rolls, and he also got a six. Uh, now, what happens if I recall rules is written is if both people fail, uh, it's bad. You know, they, it's like a double fail. It's terrible. Um, but if, for instance, Tudge had gotten a seven, uh, which would be a partial success, um, then they would succeed with the partial success, and there would be a bit of a, a repercussion on on both of them, uh, but kind of a little more on Tudge, and that's what seemed to happen. Uh, the way that Duke was like, nah, Tudge has to embarrass himself. Ha ha. That seemed like you were ruling it as if uh, Tudge got a partial success. And I, I was wondering if that was a, a choice for you to do that or if it was a mistake. And I guess it was, it was in fact a mistake. I'd like to say that it was a choice, um, but it was definitely a mistake. Um, I wasn't feeling super great uh, during that recording session. Um, it was a migraine. You had a migraine. I had right? a terrible, yeah. terrible <laughs> migraine, but I pushed through and that's the mistake that came from it. Um, it absolutely should have been a a pretty bad fail. Um, you know, they should have taken wounds or been caught or something. Um, but, uh, instead I missed it. 
And uh, so the story went on without me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, rules is hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not an uncharted world. True, but, but either way, uh, mistakes are bound to happen. I mean, GMs are going to make mistakes all the time. I know Absolutely. I, I, I make them constantly. And, uh, and I suppose yeah, when you just chalk it up to GM fiat, <laughs> right? That's how I want it to go. <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, when you, when you make mistakes, you basically, it boils down to, you have two options. Uh, you can either, uh, continue moving forward and, and pretend it never happened. You know, like you said, GM fiat, um, <laughs> or, uh, or you, you go back and you retcon it, you know, you, you roll back the story to where you made the mistake and go, Oh wait, no, 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 that doesn't happen. Sorry. It should have been like this and you change it. Um, and I, at least in my experience, more often than not, the, the more advantageous choice is to keep pushing forward. Yeah. I think it totally depends on how far you've gotten in the narrative and in time in general from the time that you um, made the mistake. So if you say your narration there and, you know, maybe you roll something as the GM and then you're like, oh, wait, he's not going to punch you. He's not good at punching. He's going to shoot you. Um, Then you, you know, and then that's okay to roll that back. But if you've gone on, things have progressed because of that point, like say someone actually took damage from that punch and then they parried it and they used a, a thing, an interrupt action that they have. And then all of a sudden, like things have happened, things have been spent and people have done things because of the thing that happened. Um, you don't want that domino effect. And so it's better to roll with it. Um, I will say that if it's something that's likely to happen again, um, like a like a specific rules determination, like this is how this part of the game works, and then you find out later, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, um, and I think that's the best way. Um, if you're not going to roll something back, but it's liable to be repeated, um, that you just be clear with your players that um, that. Just because it happened once, as an exception, it is definitely not the rule. Right, right. I just, <laughs> I just always like to keep the the story moving forward. I think it really comes down to, um, like, not letting the rules hinder the uh, progression of the story, or more importantly, like everyone's fun. Like, yeah. if you get bogged down into being like, oh wait, I think this ruling is just a little bit wrong, or oh wait, I think I messed up. We need to go back. Like, it stops the momentum. Everyone's really into it, and then all of a sudden they have to like, you know, bury their nose in a rule book, and then like talk about an obscure line that some person wrote who, you know, in mm-hmm. there that wasn't exactly clear. And you're like, well, I, it could be interpreted this way. It's like, no, 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 just interpret it now, <laughs> and then discuss it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sort of conversely, um, making sure that your misruling doesn't disadvantage the players too much. Right. Because that's the time where you might want to roll it back. Um, because the last thing you want is for them to be like, well, we could have won if that dumb ruling hadn't been dumb. Right, blah, right. Blah, blah. Error in the favor of the players sometimes. Yeah. Don't go easy on them. <laughs> no. But <laughs> um, you should, in fact, when when dishing out the rules, be kind. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, in regards to uh, the episode, you know, besides uh, your terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, <laughs> End of game. <laughs> uh, what was uh, what was your favorite part as the GM? Um, for me, this time, it was y- the crew of the Pixis trying so hard to, like, 
be those asshole cops. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially because the Kith's crew were um, the Pixis's allies, but yeah. the Pixis crew didn't know that. Right. Um, and so you, there were moments where I tried to like sprinkle it in, like there's a four two, which are always GBC and there's, um, you know, like she smiles as if she's never going to fill out this paperwork, right. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so for me, um, having that secret to like eventually let out, I was really looking forward to because I don't get a lot of surprises in this system. And so to see you guys working so hard to like make these guys, the bad guys and me just being like, Nope, Nope. Nope. <laughs> it was really fun for me because I love those uh, twists. I love to plug those twists into the story wherever I can. Yeah. And you guys were the ones doing all the twisting. Yeah. Well, play <laughs> players are always really good at making assumptions that are ter terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, yeah. So that was that was my favorite aspect um, <laughs> to the episode. But what about you? What was your favorite part? Uh, well, it was actually that there was a four two and it wasn't a big part of the episode. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't anything that like, you know, listening to it is really a big deal, but I remember the effect it had on me when you said that one of the crew members was a four two because, uh, yeah, like you said, four two are always like, they're always GBC. The only ones that are allowed off their planet are like, you know, GBC, like covert ops. And like, I saw the four two and then i had to be like oh okay maybe this four two is investigating them somehow <laughs> um so yeah that was uh, uh that was a fun little like just like set piece that i had to like really like immediately made me start tiptoeing around <laughs> like <laughs> stakes are big all of a sudden but yeah uh i suppose that's enough um, so before we move into, uh, episode eight, I do need to let you, the listener know what the advancement triggers are for this episode. Um, every time one of these things happens, our characters will gain experience points. Um, so, uh, we will gain experience points if a celebration is had, a difficult promise is upheld, a pivotal data cluster is accessed, or a structural weakness is exposed. Uh, so keep an ear out for whenever uh, those things happen because, um, uh, you know, we're probably going to try and steer the story so that it does happen so we can level up. Um, but with that, uh, let's move on forward to Series 3, Episode 8, Like a Good Neighbor. Enjoy! I am Captain Andalith Dorovan. Approximately 10 years ago, I was given command of the GBC patrol clipper designation Pixis. My father, who happens to be the Nyloth High Counselor, was less than pleased at my decision to stray away from the political legacy I was born into. I willingly left the burdens of fundraisers and backroom dealings to my sister and enlisted as soon as I was of age. I believe in a ship with clearly defined rules and protocols. Galactic Battle Command's standardized procedures exist for a reason and therefore should be respected and observed. However, a good captain selects a crew that can compensate for his own shortcomings. As such, I have handpicked an unlikely bunch of officers to serve by my side. They may require official reprimands on a regular basis, but I would lay down my life for them in an instant, should the situation arise. Though, as a Nyloth, I naturally view any situation that devolves into violence as a failure of some degree, so let's hope it never comes to that. Hi! Lieutenant Nashikali Hasha reporting, pilot of the GBC Pixis. 
I was raised aboard the orbital station Hephaestus, descended from the comms officer on the Technoka 2. The military definitely wasn't my first career choice. It wasn't really a choice at all. See, I'm pretty susceptible to suggestions, so when an old station friend of mine called up with a job offer, I didn't think to ask too many questions. Turns out, stealing a jump code and trying to make an unapproved jump is very, very illegal. Lucky for me, the officer that caught me offered me a decision. Prison or go to the academy. Captain Dorvin saw my flight record and scooped me up just after graduation, and I've been flying this bird ever since. Name's Master Chief Steve Armstrong. Growing up on Titan, you learn real quick that it's a shiv or be shivved world there. Only way to survive is to be faster than the other guy. Them's the kind of skills that got me picked up by the sole military. Train me to travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Did that for quite a while, until I had the opportunity to transfer to Galactic Battle Command. Took the chance to get out of the life of violence and make a new start for myself. Serving aboard the GBC Pixis may not be as exciting as being a black ops assassin, but it pays the bills and is a hell of a lot safer. Most of the time. Instead of trying to kill everyone I meet, my official duties now include making sure all the marines are ready for a fight, onboard security, and keeping track of all the liquor consumed in the ship's lounge. Captain even entrusted me with his knockout toxin should he ever fall into a murderous Nyloth battle rage. Unofficially, don't ask me what I do on this ship. Uh, my name is Major Araman Touch, head engineer for the GBC Pixis. I left Maba on my Fora homeworld on a mining ship when I was just a pup, with dreams of romance and discovery among the stars. What I mostly got was seven years of indentured servitude in the engine room, but then I escaped to join Galactic Battle Command, whose academy taught me real astronautic engineering with the occasional foray into doomed romance. After graduation, I served on a dreadnought until my old academy buddy, Andalith Dorovan, became captain of his own ship and asked me to engineer for him. The idea of soaring through the sector with a friend by my side, meeting new people and doing some good? It just makes my big dillo heart flutter. And who knows, maybe somewhere out there in the cold vacuum of space, there's a burning star of love for Araman Tudge. Previously on Essential NPCs, the Pixis traveled to the outer rim of the uh, galactic sector uh, in search of Pick Hasha a relative of their lieutenant commander, Hasha, and known pirate and criminal informant. Along the way, they made a few missteps that eventually turned to their favor and uh, now are set up on the planet of Aralox in order to enact a sting to get... Uh, more information on how the pirates are connected with the uh, Shining Core Mining Core and the Razavi Syndicate. Uh, you've landed and made contact with uh, the local GBC authority who has given you planetary privileges. What do you do? Well, me and Tud are heading to church. <laughs> Cultural experiences are important for any GBC member. It is very important to get out and see the culture. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Hasha and I uh, remain on the ship. Uh, in about a day's time, we'll be contacting her cousin a second time. Uh, Hasha is hanging out in the OC. Okay. How's church looking? 
I don't know. Assess <laughs> this. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assess this uh, theocracy, this religion. Sure. By going to this church. <laughs> I have a six. <laughs> Please reveal some facts I probably wish were not true. <laughs> I was tempted to get involved and then make your partial or complete success into a lower rate. <laughs> uh, this uh, religion is known as the Church of Menti- Many Tentacles. <laughs> and they are... Uh, uh, have four main tenants: be a good neighbor, uh, help the elderly and the infirm, usher in the end times, and recycle. Oh, wow! Uh, I can agree with most of that ideology. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of slipped that one right in there, didn't they? <laughs> uh, what is what does a service look like? Everyone goes to the service. Uh, the uh, tenants are read out. Those who would like to volunteer for sacrifice into the uh, abyss, um, especially if they've recently sinned. And then um, everyone goes on their way, helping each other out as they go. (laughs) Oh, wow, Steve. Good thing we haven't sinned in a while. Well, it seems like a volunteer scenario, so we're probably all right even (laughs) still. Into the pit of eternal damnation? You want to go see that bit? You know, I don't. I have no interest in the pit of eternal damnation. I am quite curious. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to come to it. It's all right. But the buddy system. <laughs> <laughs> the captain is very strict. <laughs> well, all right, Herman. Let's go. <laughs> Touch trudges. <laughs> and those of you who are aboard the Pixis? Is there any... Did any of the rest of the crew stay on the ship or... Um, is it, most is are, it literally just Lieutenant Hasha and I <laughs> manning the ship at the moment? Pretty much. Most of them have taken their uh, their first opportunity at leave in an extended period of time. <laughs> so it, is it actually just <laughs> Lieutenant Hasha and I? Sure. All right. And you're just sitting in, in the bar alone. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time, Captain. <laughs> but most of the day passes with you just kind of sitting there playing whatever virtual games are available. Then eventually, there's a knock on the door frame leading in. <laughs> oh, uh, hi, Captain. How are you doing? I realize uh, I've kind of damned you to uh, solitude uh, by having you stay here incognito. Everyone else left. Oh, that's all right, Captain. I don't get a whole lot of chance in space by myself, so. Oh, would you rather be left alone? Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I hardly ever see you in here, Captain. Come on in. I was... And he looks at the bar and looks at everything else like, yes, I'll I'll join you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a note on the bar that just says, please mark on the chalkboard if you take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Pretend I didn't see that. (laughs) Uh, Can I can I grab you something to drink? To drink, Cam? No, no, no. No, Uh, Um, not even some seltzer water or something. Well. All right. (laughs) Might even get crazy. Put a lime on there. (laughs) If you must. (laughs) Uh, What's on your mind, Captain? What do you think about? Um, I actually was wondering what you were doing in here alone. I never, it's never been this quiet in this room before. I actually have never surveyed all of the uh, 
the activities that are available in here. Oh, yeah, it's modeled after uh, an old Titan bar that Armstrong gave me the schematics to. Our Titan, Titan seems like such a scary place, but the bars are real fun. Right. What, what is this over here? And I gesture towards the, like, virtual gaming area. Yes. <laughs> oh, that that's the... Can I get a technical-sounding name for the virtual gaming system? <laughs> Uh, Three dimensions. <laughs> it's the lasagna. <laughs> That's the lasagna pad, Captain. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L L Z G N A. Lasagna. That's right. Did Armstrong teach that to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know that Armstrong. It's just full of useful information. Right. Entirely accurate too. I'm sure. I'm positive. How yeah. does it? How does it work? Oh, you just gotta. I snap my fingers and it bloops on. Bloop. Oh. And what do you do with it? All right, well, we got a bunch of different games here we can swap through. We got uh, human darts. We've got, looks like some kind of bocce ball game. I've never played that one. I know Armstrong's pretty good at it. Uh, then there's this uh, murder sore game. Uh, murder sore? Oh, yeah, murder sore. You never heard of murder sore, Captain? <laughs> no. Is that even a word? It, it's kind of, it's a portmanteau of dinosaur and murder, so I guess, kind of. <laughs> and that's a game. Yeah, it's a, it's a, here, let me, let me bring it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, at this point, I stand up holding my seltzer water with a line <laughs> to kind of inspect a little closer. <laughs> All right, so what you want to do, you can either be the dinosaur or you can be the person, see? Um, and you can play it against each other, or you can play cooperatively against the computer. What do you want to do? Oh, are we playing now? Well, I can't play it without a partner, Captain. Oh, um, and I look for a place to set my drink. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> Just over on the bar, Captain. It'll be all right. All right, yes. And I put it on the bar, and I wipe my hand off. <laughs> um, all right, where do, where do I get, do I stand here? Just stand right next to me, Captain, right to my right. All right. <laughs> okay, so cooperative or... There's against the computer? Wait, are we work we're working together against the computer. We can do that, Captain. All right, let's got, got two players versus Iota. Let's go for it. <laughs> uh, all right, Captain. So it's uh, you and me against that big old dinosaur over there. See him? All right. And what we're going for is the eggs over there. Okay. The plan is we go, we uh, try and set up a bunch of uh, like distractions and turrets and traps and stuff, and we have to go to get the egg and bring it back to our side. All right, Captain? Sounds simple enough. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So we start off our game. Are you good or are you terrible? Oh, I'm going to roll interface. Uh, can I have left Duke behind to run the bar in my absence? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Sure. Yeah, Duke is running the bar in my absence. Sounds great. I'm, <laughs> I'm interacting with the ship. Do I get a plus one? You're interacting against the ship. Oh. <laughs> ship gets a plus one. <laughs> uh, well, I rolled a ten. How about you, Cap? Um, I rolled a five. <laughs> oh, it's all right, Cap. You'll get the hang of it. Oh, it just came right out of nowhere. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> All right, is so the dinosaur allowed to do that? <laughs> that's kind of what the dinosaur is supposed to do, Captain, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> okay, so you want to avoid the dinosaur from attacking you while you go and get his eggs, this all right? Is, this is a very strange All game. right, so now you're back at the beginning. I'm a little more further in the middle of the field. Why don't you set up some traps for me while I run back uh, with the egg, all right? Uh, sure, I'm yes. going to go for it now, oh, Captain. Oh, I see, a perimeter. I'm making yeah. a perimeter. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, I rolled another 10. How about you, Cap? I rolled a 10. Ha-ha! 
It's a simple fire link. Just run straight down and I have you covered. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Not bad, Captain. Maybe I'll leave you behind more often. (laughs) Well, that was uh, strangely entertaining. Thank you, Lieutenant Hasha. Yeah, it's all about tactics, Captain. You seem to be pretty good at that. Well, I did go to school. (laughs) (laughs) Better than I did, apparently. I'll leave you to it, though. You do like your alone time. I have some more paperwork I need to uh, attend to. This was... This was nice. Very pleasant, Captain. I, you know, nod and leave. I've got to get that guy a massage or something. Uh, your uh, top score that you just got uh, is mysteriously erased and replaced with ASS. <laughs> Armstrong! <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys... Uh, Doing out in the in the field. Well, all right. I mean, we sat through the service. It seemed jovial enough. Everyone's sort of having a good time, greeting each other, you know, laughing, singing. A lot of songs about, like, spines and things. Yeah, well, the, uh, real preternatural obsession with spines. It's strange, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I'm real curious about this matte black ocean, and apparently someone's about to jump into it, so I'm real curious about that. Oh, come on, touch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we walked through this beautiful city, very clean, uh, and uh, the the jumping person is just you know seems like he's having a good time, greeting everybody, shaking hands, you know, saying things like "and many tentacles unto you," <laughs> and many tentacles unto you. <laughs> uh, and eventually they get to uh, the edge of the city, which has you know, I mean, more or less a diving board. And uh, he shakes hands with some folks and uh, with a big old smile on his face does a swan dive off the city. Oh. That was oddly pleasant. I mean, right up till the end. (laughs) What? (laughs) Touch is going to like peer like tentatively over like the edge of the city. I assume, is there like a guardrail at least? Mm -mm. Okay, no guardrail. (laughs) I'm just going to just peek my head over and look down. What you see, Touch? Oh, a long drop in a big Icarus black ocean. I wonder what causes that coloration. It's the many tentacled god. Oh, oh, hello? Hello. (laughs) What do I see? Who's speaking to me? It's a human. Uh, She's like four and a half feet tall. Too much makeup. Lots of white blonde curly hair uh, covered in all these many colors. Oh, uh, that, um... Are you thinking of jumping in? Uh, no. I hear it's a good day for that. We've already had one go in. Well, not at the moment. I actually feel like my soul is pretty clean right now. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Uh, you know, I could arrange for you to have somebody, you know, muss it up a little bit. <laughs> well, why would you do that? So you could jump in with, you know, a dirty spirit. No, that's okay. Are you sure you were looking over? Most people who want to look over want to jump. Oh, well, I think there's just a surplus of dirty spirits actually in the galaxy. So, yeah, I'm fine with the the one I have right now. Oh, well, that's a shame. But you were saying about the coloration? Yeah, that's from the many tentacled god. Oh, does he have ink jets? I suppose so. (laughs) I guess uh, That seems like a logical conclusion. I know a couple of tentacled creatures that spew ink, so that would make sense, I guess. (laughs) Hey, has there ever been a water sample taken? What? 
Okay. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure meeting you too, kid. Here, take my card. If you ever feel like ending it all, just give me a ring, and I'll be happy to arrange your self-sacrifice to the many-tentacled god. It's the best thing you can do for your neighbor. That is is so sweet. I read the card. It it says, uh, Estelle, a ranger of dirty souls and jumping. (laughs) Wow, wow, uh, wow, you, are. thank you, Estelle, this is... The it's my sni- pleasure, hon, what's your, what's your name? Uh, my name is Araman. Araman. Tudge. Araman Tudge, I got you in my books now, Araman Tudge. Oh, no, I mean, okay. <laughs> okay, you're gonna get a primo spot when the end times come. Oh, I guess that's nice. Yeah, just provided you jump first. Oh, uh, maybe sometime later. I, I still have to see everything in the city. That's fair. How about tomorrow? I got an opening at two. Uh, um, well, uh, <laughs> I'm not very good at refusing things. <laughs> okay, then we'll see you at two. I'll, I'll get a tab made up for you and everything. You're just being so nice. <laughs> it is my duty to the tentacle god. Wow, you're such a good neighbor. <laughs> And to you too, may the many tentacle blessings upon you. And also with you. <laughs> Steve is just dying of laughter over here. When's our appointment with uh, Pick? Because I think an hour after that, I have another appointment. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have the there's the one appointment we've currently made with Vic, which is the one that Hasha uh, arranged to like be a become a pirate. Um, but I was going to uh, basically call and arrange uh, like a meeting as a GBC informant uh, shortly before that, so that we could basically surprise him. And then if that meet that he was going to bring Hasha on uh, is advantageous to us, we can have him get us in. With more than just Hasha, like we could send like Hasha and Steve to go like be criminals. So I think uh, like early evening is the meet time for the uh, illicit meeting, and I'd say like mid afternoon is the meeting for me. So like right in that sweet spot okay, between mid afternoon and early evening is when you have to jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quick question: Do are jump jets? Are they like a jet pack? <laughs> Can I fly with them in atmosphere? Yeah. Okay. Herman, you sure got yourself into a pickle here. Well, it's okay. I I think I might want a water sample. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll fly back up and oh, I well, All right, Herman. I like this plan. <laughs> uh all right. So, uh yeah, and then later that evening, I uh call up Pick. No, Smelly. I'm telling you that I'm busy tomorrow. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Hello. Yeah, hello. Is this uh, Picasha? Who's asking? Well, you may want to go somewhere a little more covert. I am Captain Dorvin of the GBC. What, what, what are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm arranging a meet. Sure. I'm in public. Give I'm me aware. a second. Yo, I gotta go take a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay, what do, you, what do you want? I need to meet, and I need to meet immediately. Um, Okay. I'm going to have some questions for you, but I'm not going to do it over the line. Uh, I'm understanding that you are residing in Quadrant 105. Is that correct? Uh, That's where I have my meets. Excellent. I'll meet you at the normal meeting place tomorrow, midday. Oh, okay. You 
Can I, like, see some credentials or something? Of course. And I show him my credentials. Newly appointed under the commander that is in charge of your sector. Yeah, okay, I'll see you then, boop. All right, Lieutenant, we have our meet. Yes, Captain. I believe you and I should go. Maybe we can talk some sense into your cousin. Well, it'll take a lot of talking, but I think we can do it, Captain. And uh, right about at this point, me and Tudge come back from the service. Hey, guys, you'll never believe what Tudge agreed to do. <laughs> Neither will I. <laughs> <laughs> what are you two referring to? You exactly? want to tell him, Tudge, or should I? Um, <laughs> so it turns out that the lovely religion here has like a lot of, is a, a very much about, you know, self-sacrifice. Yeah, I read that in the pamphlet. It's a selflessness. Yeah, but but not not like a like a giving stuff up way, and like a giving everything up, kind of like a like a throwing yourself off the edge of the city. Yes, I was briefed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so I met this really nice lady uh, who scheduled me for an appointment tomorrow, uh, and. Uh, I'm gonna jump off the edge of the city. Did you suddenly find religion? Not intentionally. <laughs> well, that's never how it goes, is it, Touch? <laughs> is it possible for you to cancel your appointment, Major? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could, but wouldn't that be rude? <laughs> <laughs> she was so nice. <laughs> I wouldn't want to let her down. <laughs> Major Touch. Well, I'm in no position to comment on the traditions of this planet and uh, what its inhabitants are willing to do uh, in the name of their religion. I must certainly forbid you from committing sacrifice in the middle of an operation, or committing oh. self-sacrifice in the middle of an operation. Okay, what if I wore my jump jets? No, most certainly not. I'm forbidding it. Oh, yes, Captain. This, is, this matter is settled? Yeah. Excellent. You two are still on leave. Provided you don't commit suicide. <laughs> and Lieutenant Hasha and I have a meeting with the informant tomorrow midday. Are we all understood? Yes, Captain. No committing suicide. Yes, Captain. You're not jumping off this platform. Yes, Captain. All right. Dismissed. I'll go, I'll go to Estelle tomorrow to cancel my appointment. Don't worry, go great. I'll, I'll come with you for moral support. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I'm glad you believe in the buddy system. The buddy system is fantastic. <laughs> So, uh, what do you do next? Uh, jump to the next thing that happens is the meeting, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I have nothing to achieve before then. All right. Uh, you go to the meeting place. Uh, Lieutenant, you prepared for this? Oh, yeah, Captain May. Okay. All right. Uh, the meeting place is actually like a dingy little cafe uh, on a back street, and Pick is already there sitting... Uh, Outside at one of the, the tables, um, looks much scrawnier and dirtier than you've seen him ever. Like a little malnourished. Ew. Pick? Hey, uh, I'm meeting you later. What? Hi. Hey, Pick. Look, uh, this is uh, this is my captain. Hello, Captain Dorvin. What? You may not recognize me. I'm not in my uniform. <laughs> uh, what? Pick, I'm working for the GBC now. I'm a, I'm a pilot for this cabin here. Okay, I'm not really looking for a job. I see clearly now that I have to... When was the last time you ate anything? Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I get some food over here, please? A waiter comes out with some foods. 
Look, Pick, we're, I'm not here for a job. I'm here with my captain because we are looking for a connection, some people. And I know you've been working for these pirates for a while. We need some information from you. Well, why should I tell you anything? You're a, you lied, Shosho. I lied? I lied. You've been lying to me since I was four years old. Well, so we're even, so I don't need to do anything how for does you. That make, how, does, how does 33 years of lying add up to one lie that I told you? How does that equal out, It's pick? the magnitude of the lie that you got away. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in our family knows where you are. I'd say that's you pretty do, magnitude. That's a lie. There's another lie. Now, uh, now you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like put my hand on like on uh, Lieutenant Hasha's uh, <laughs> sh- shoulder. I go, Mr. Hasha. Yeah. I read your file. Okay. You are quite a skilled pilot from what I can tell. Well, where's your file? Now, I'm to understand that you've been serving with these pirates for a few years now, as, as much as our knowledge lets us know. And I look them up and down. It doesn't look like you're making very, uh, very good money. Yeah, I just, need a, I just need a good pilot. You need a good pilot? Yeah. That's why I was going to make a big break, but now Lil Show Show's too good with her big GBC pants. Uh, you're a pilot yourself, are you not? I believe uh, you shuttle quite a bit. Yeah, they don't let me fly stuff anymore. Why was that? Stuck here in this stupid tentacle place. From from the looks of it, you look like you're down on your luck. I'm certainly making my own luck. Right. Well, I'm here to offer. I'm here to offer you something better. Yeah. A salary. A salary. Yes. Yeah. An actual job within the realms of the law that will utilize your talents quite well. I. I uh... He'll get you off this planet, pick. He can promise you a new life. He can promise it to you. You have my word. Well, I don't, I don't need charity. This isn't charity. I don't want to be some mining company indentured servant, get off this planet shenanigans. (laughs) How many sectors have you been to? All of them. I'd give you about two, perhaps. What? I'd guess you've been to about two sectors. You don't know me. I am a pilot. You've piloted small vessels, uh, most of which are, are trackable. Uh, due, due to the fact that all, jump, uh, all warp gates require a certain jump code. I can get you access to a ship with a jump code like that. You would be under the service of a, of a capable GBC officer, and... Well, you want me to join the military? It's the only way to get some food in your belly and get a clean wash. Well, I could just shiv one of you and eat you. How does that make any sense? Pick, stop being stupid, okay? You're stupid. I'm stupid. so... So much smarter than you, Pick. <laughs> it's, it's not even funny how much you have to join. Just come with us. They've treated me very well. Yeah, but like Mr. then Hasha, I'm not like a, a use. There's no like give and take. I'm just I'm just given and there you're t- you, you would be working for yourself for the military, but you'd also be earning money for yourself. You'd be doing something other than hanging out on this rat gut planet. I owe way too much stuff. Lieutenant Hasha, your infraction that uh, led you into the military required, I believe, only a year of service after you finished academy. Yes, that's correct. How many years have you been in service now? Six now, sir. Now, why do you think your cousin would choose to stay in, a, uh, in the employment of people who mistreat her? Because she ain't that smart. Don't, doesn't she's a liar? Your cousin may have many aspects to her personality, but liars very rarely one of them. And intelligence <laughs> is most prominent. Well, thank you, Captain. Now, if you have even an ounce of the hush of blood that I that I've seen in uh, this lieutenant, you might even make it to uh, an officer in short time. 
I can provide you with a track for a new life. Might even make your mama proud. Uh, you don't care about your mother, do you? I care about my moms. <laughs> <laughs> really? You probably don't even have a mom. <laughs> <laughs> with a career like this, you'd be able to provide for your mother. She, she don't need my help. Oh, she don't need her help. You don't even know where she's living now. She's on one of the lowest decks. She ain't even on Hephaestus. She's on another dinky-ass space station and circling around some other little tiny moon. Yeah, well, I got, I got, I got O's to, to another captain and, and also to the miners and also to my crew. GBC can make that all go away. Joining the GBC ain't gonna help my shipmates and, and it ain't gonna help me with the miners either. Tell us more about these miners. We owe them. They oh. cleared out all the rest of the pirates and left us. And some lady, she, you know, comes down and fix it, uh, fixes it, and we get our money, and they get their money, and we skim off the top, and people buy from them, and then we steal it back, and then they get to sell it again. What lady are you talking about? What she look like? I don't know. One of the pink ones. A Sif? Yeah. With, like, the white hair. Uh, that wouldn't be Orash Kor, would it? Uh, Orash? That sounds about right. I don't know. Is she pink one? Yeah, she's one of the pink ones. So she, so she comes directly to the mining facility? Nah, nah, nah. It's all like meetings and stuff. Where like, do you typically meet? Well, no, there's like a, like they drop off the crates and then we pick them up out of, we scoop them up out of space. Hmm. But she like arranges all that. She's like the go-between lady. And this meeting you have this afternoon that you were going to bring your cousin to? Yeah, well, I was going to get a new scooper, and I was going to be one of the main scoops. <laughs> What's a scooper? Oh, it's, it's uh, so they jettison cargo in space, and then the scoopers come pick can it up. I, uh, I'm just saying we should get on that scooper. <laughs> can I'm just I so use my stealthy at this point? Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Catherine and Hasha leave the ship. Go meet this feller out in this strange city. Criminal element, you know. I'm a little worried about him. <laughs> so I take the shuttle out, land a far enough distance away. I'm wearing my tactile neck, so I'm very stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I blend in in the cafe, you know, sit with my back to him. You know, this ain't my first thing on the job. I know the trade craft. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he mentions the scooper, and Captain's like, well, what's a scooper? And uh, uh, at this point... I can I can tell like we're getting into my area of expertise here. So I'll, I'll get up and sit down at the table next to him, look up at the cabin. Uh, kids talking about a dead drop. What? What? Uh, Where did you even? How? I put my hand on, on Lieutenant Hodge's shoulder again, <laughs> trying to maintain composure. <laughs> ah, yes, a dead drop. Thank you, Master Chief. <laughs> Ain't no problem. Does Does Pick react? <laughs> He's trying to scramble over like the low fence on the other side of the uh, on the other side. Oh, of the I would have put a hand on him as I sat down. It's not really running, just sort of more like a skittering. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Hasha, if you walk away from this meeting, your your life as you know it is over. I think probably over either way, just whether it's a bullet or not. Kid, way I see it, you got two options. You can go back to the pirates and continue to uh, clearly not succeed. And eventually, from the looks of it, die of starvation. And that is slow and painful. And I've seen it up close. Or you can help us. And uh, we make sure you don't get shivved in the back. Just Believe me, I am the best at making sure y'all don't get shivved in the back. 
Yeah, well, can I run a scoop in the military? I don't see why not. <laughs> there are certain divisions that um, scoop. <laughs> <laughs> show show can be my scooper. Yeah, I can be your scooper pick if that's what you want. All right. What what do I gotta do? And how are you gonna keep them from killing me? You give us a you give us a direct line uh, direct line to these people. We will take them out. Well, how do I do that? Tell us what you know. Tell us where this meet's gonna be. And I believe. Lieutenant Hasha and uh, Chief Armstrong here can uh, accompany you to this meeting this evening and uh, pose as your crew for uh, this scooping job. Yeah, I mean, you already have the info for where it is. That's where she was going to meet me. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm still going to meet you there. And then we are going to go scoop in some, some good loot. We get a whole 10% of anything we scoop. Ten percent. That's a lot. Kid, I ain't going to even go into why you need help negotiating. But believe me when I tell you, the military is looking better and better for you. <laughs> Fine. So you just come to the meet, then you just shoot him? No, you're going to take the job, and these two are going to be your crew. Oh. Lieutenant, my... I'm going to get so much money? No, you don't... Actually... Yeah, that is what's going to happen, Pip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Where are you taking these goods? <laughs> I don't know. They usually have a tag on them. What ship are you flying? Just a shuttle? I mean, it's basically a shuttle with a scoop attached. Right. Well, we have a stealth ship. You can take, this, you can take the, the, scoop, the scoop to the payload. You get the payload. You find the data. We follow along in our starship. How do I know you're there and not just going to shoot me? Why would we shoot you? Kid, if we were going to shoot you, you'd have been dead like 45 minutes ago. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, we already had the information for the meat. We could have just had your, your cousin pose as your intermediary. My inter what? Don't worry about it. Uh, if everything's all squared away here, you guys think you got this? I gotta go make sure Tudge don't die. <laughs> I thought I gave a depression. <laughs> yes, you're dismissed, Master Chief. <laughs> and I, I, I head that way. Okay. After all this is over, Mr. Hasha, I will make sure you get a line into the military. And provided you perform admirably in, in, uh, in the academy, like your cousin before you, you'll be on a fast track to a good, good career. As a scoop. If that's what you choose to do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you shake with those paws? How do you... I most certainly do. And I reach out. Spit, Captain. <laughs> and I shake the hands. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and I grab the napkin and <laughs> under the table, wipe my hand off. Okay. That meal looks uh, fit for a king. I'll let you uh, enjoy it alone, Mr. Hasha. Uh, Lieutenant, you can stay if you like. I'm going back to the ship. Uh, I'll hang out a little while, Captain, but I'll see you very soon. All right. I stand up and I leave. Okay. Now, them Tudge Boy sure got himself in a whole mess of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, Estelle, uh, I'm really sorry, but I, I just thought I just thought I would. My captain gave me a direct order. I have to cancel. But just think of it this way, Araman. Araman, listen. Okay, so you disobey a direct order, 
then your soul is dirty. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, and so when you jump, it's even better for everybody. What? But, but what? And, what? and think of it this way. You almost broke your promise to me. Oh, no, but... So, so that way you're even dirtier, really. This is the best thing that could have happened. I'm so glad you came. Well, I don't mean to renege on anything, Exactly. But I don't want you to either. Here, I'll just help you over to the edge. Do you need a push? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. I, no. I, I actually, I, I came prepared for the push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Did you bring a friend? Uh, oh, it's always nice. Oh, it, no, uh, I, uh, I didn't actually. Touch oh. it. Touch it. Oh hey Steve. You gonna uh you need you need you need some help. I I'm I'm like standing on the edge and I'm like, uh um well I I just actually just canceled the appointment, so Estelle there's no real reason for oh, me. Oh you're to... breaking my heart, Araman. <laughs> I I don't mean my heart's broken. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna have to jump instead. Oh no, don't do that. You're so nice. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good neighbor. I'm just trying to help you, you out and you are you are in the end times and instead you're all like no I'm not gonna jump I don't want to be a good neighbor in fact here I'm gonna sully my soul and then not clean it in the depths of the ica below uh, well I <laughs> she, she's probably just gonna have to push me <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking you could probably just <laughs> she like ticks off a little box and starts walking away <laughs> my soul is <laughs> and, that, and then, but uh, of course, I brought my spine protector, which is my jump jets folded up on my back. <laughs> uh, she was like, "What's that?" I was like, "That's my spine protector." <laughs> I know you guys like spines. <laughs> um, so, uh, like about halfway down, I realized, "Oh wait, I, I, I prepared for exactly this." And um, I activate my jump jets. Yeah. And um, I fly down to the ocean surface, the roiling black waters, and I gather like a, a sample. In what? Uh, like a vial. Okay. <laughs> Are there any adverse effects on like touching the water, which I did not consider? <laughs> not that. Uh, well, are you touching the water? Or? Well, yeah, I like had to dip my hand in it with like the vial to get All right. a sample. It's, uh, it's like oily and sticky. Ooh, uh, ooh. And then uh, and then I'm going to like fly up around uh, like to like a, a dingier part of the city, like a. Uh, to an edge where, like, I don't see anyone, like, looking off or jumping, like, as little population as possible. Sure. Uh, fold my jump jacks back up and, like, look around and just, like, bolt straight to the back to the ship. Okay. Just try and wash my hands. <laughs> Tracking, I guess, oil everywhere. <laughs> nah, I head back to the ship as well. I assume Tudge had something in mind. <laughs> Did you not look over to the edge and see? Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you head back to the ship. Yeah, I, I, I go up through, hi, Mabel, just fast right through the bridge. Like, I'm still, like, tracking, like, a little bit of gross icker. It is actually not dripping off at all. Oh, it's just sticky? <laughs> okay, uh, well, I'm going to go to um, the, we have, like, a chemical shower somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, in the science area. Yeah, I'll go to the science area and I'll see if I can, like, 
wash this off and or analyze this sample. Wash off first. Okay, sure. Um, the, Sterilize. The uh, black stuff is like the sort of the consistency of like gack. Gross. Uh, and every time that you like try to pull it off, it like has a lot of, what's it called? Tensile? Tensile strength, yeah. Strength. And just sort of like smacks onto the other hand. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, gee. I'm going to need to develop a solvent of some kind. <laughs> Like it completely comes off one hand, but oh, then it's yeah, completely it gets stuck enveloping to the, next the other. Arm. Like whatever you try to like touch it to and then pull it from. Like yeah, yeah, it's constant. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, Tud, you're you're you got a hell of a mess on you. Yeah. Hey, I I might need some help actually. If if you can get like some tweezers or tongs maybe or some kind of solvent. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna open up the cons. Hey, Doc. <laughs> yes. I have perhaps not an emergency, but a rather interesting conundrum. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, You might want to just come down and see for yourself. Sure. um, Sorry, where's down from here? Uh, Just just the science bay. Oh, the science bay. Oh, no. All right. (laughs) Down in a moment. Uh, so what is... Oh, my God, what's that on your hand? Hi, Doctor. Hey, have you seen the ocean on this planet? Yes. Me too, up close. What? <laughs> Why? Uh, it's a long story. Basically, I had an appointment. <laughs> and, I, and I really... I hate disappointing people. I'm afraid you're going to end up disappointing someone. Oh, no. That's exactly what I wanted to avoid. <laughs> um, all right. Major Armstrong? Yep. I'm going to need you to get into a hab suit. Right on it. Uh, and then um, perhaps see if you can't grab the uh, Ica. All right. Uh, I'll uh, take a grab at it and just try and pull it off. Uh, it it doesn't really want to come off. I need you to roll patch up. Can I get involved? No. Okay. Patch up is expertise. Yeah. Uh, that is a seven. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so you are able to grab onto it. And pull it away, uh, and but a little bit is left, just a tiny, tiny bit is left on Tudge, and it starts to bubble and get bigger. Uh, uh, oh no, get it off! Like sort of like bloop, bloop. Oh, it's it's multiplying. Yeah, it's like growing back to the size that it was when it first was separated. Oh God, it's constant. Uh, uh wait. Well, how's my containment? How's the contained vial doing? It's completely contained. We got to contain it. We have to put it in something. We got to get it off you, though. And and you now, because it's now on you. <laughs> well, I'm going to have suit. We can just chuck this in an incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> and just turn the have suit inside out. <laughs> um, so are, are there any other, like, vials or, or containment units here in this? I mean, there are, but none that are big enough to cover the entire hand-sized portion that is on you. Oh, oh, it just, it just like, already covered the, yeah. the rest of my hand? Yeah. Uh, doctor, do you know anything about this? <laughs> It looks like some sort of alive being. I wouldn't recommend touching anything with it. Well, I didn't plan on I'm it. I'm not a real scientist. I'm just a doctor. Uh, well, don't, 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 don't talk about yourself like that. 
Um, this is Doctors science are real scientists. And medicine. I'm not a biologist. Uh, um, I got a dumb idea, uh, but I've seen a lot of dumb ideas work. I'm, I'm take, listening. <laughs> I'm going to take my glove, which is covered in this stuff, and stick it on what's left on Dutch and just try and, like, pull it up. Yeah, just, like, re-sticking it and then trying to pull it off? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it looks like it's about equal stretchiness. Um, so basically, it sticks to both of you, and you have to back up quite far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, one more step back each. All right. Okay. How we doing? Roll patch up. <laughs> can I get involved? You can get involved this time. Hooray. No. <laughs> Natural two for Aramis. <laughs> Uh, that is a four for Steve. Yeah, that's a four for me as well. <laughs> um, so it splits and smacks both of you. Um, and then the portion in the middle plops to the floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so now there are three. <laughs> Can I try to, like, put this, it, the, the sample that I have in the analyzer, like, one-handed? <laughs> Sure. Hey, Iota. Yes, Mage Touch. Uh, would you mind, I don't know, devoting a little extra power to uh, analysis systems, analyticals, for just, mm, just a few minutes? Of course. <laughs> Maybe speed up this process. Shall I alert the captain to the... That's okay. <laughs> the, uh, uh, he is... I'm, it's a diversion of power. That's within, my, that's within my purview. I can do that. I'm an engineer. Boo-doo. Boo-doo. <laughs> boo-doo. <laughs> Klaxons begin to go off. <laughs> uh, 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 Iota, why are there klaxons? The the doctor has like stepped out of the room and shut the door. <laughs> That's a good call, Doc. <laughs> Yo, she's probably smarter than both of us. Almost certainly, Judge. <laughs> Almost certainly. Lieutenant, what are these klaxons going off for? Uh, I I don't don't know, Captain Iota. The science bay has become contaminated. <laughs> contaminated? Uh, can we get a visual on the science bay, please? <laughs> visual uploading. Uh, it occurs to me as the klaxons go off, but almost certainly not before y'all get a glimpse that I'm still in control of the camera feeds. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, Tudge, I'm just trying to say, save, you, save you some embarrassment here, and I cut the camera feed to the science bay. <laughs> Will we get a glimpse? Did you... Was that... Was, <laughs> Is it that? was definitely Armstrong and Tudge. It was like some kind of black flubber sort of thing. <laughs> flubber. Uh, let's get down there. <laughs> How's that analysis coming? Preliminary analysis. Microbial symbiote. Alive. Status. Growing. Uh, any uh, effects on organic beings or, you know, weaknesses? <laughs> Not included in preliminary results. Oh, when are uh, secondary results coming out, and is it before the captain gets here? No. <laughs> Doctor Quintanella, what's going on? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, they were like, "Oh, you should look at this," and then I did, and then they started throwing it at each other, and um, <laughs> snowball fight. Then, <laughs> then the klaxons went off, and I decided that I didn't want to be inside of there. Uh, I looked through the <laughs> there's a viewport on the door. It's like glass doors all the way around. Okay, cool. I looked through the doors. <laughs> Major Tudge. <Hey. laughs> 
Hey, Captain. <laughs> me, I wave with the hand that has yeah, the me, stuff on it. Yeah, me caught literally like black-handed. <laughs> um, How big is the portion that's in the uh, in the middle of the room? Uh, it is the same it's amount of volume size, yeah. that uh, is on both of them. Yeah, yeah, the size is a constant every time it uh, divides. What have you brought aboard this ship? Uh, that's what I'm actually figuring out right now, Captain. <sighs> is that is that from the planet surface? Uh, Strictly originally, speaking, no. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, which one are you asking about? <laughs> the ocean, touch the ocean. No, 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 which one of the black blobs? <laughs> <laughs> Catch me up to speed on the situation. Uh, yeah, okay, so I, I made an appointment, and like you said, I, I, I went to go, I went to go cancel it. I did, I, I really did, but then, um, you know, I accidentally kept it <laughs> when uh, I got, you know, pushed off by a friendly neighbor who wanted to uh, dirty my soul in the name of the many tentacled god. Praise be unto him. <laughs> but I thought while I was down there, you know, they've never taken a sample of the, of the ocean service, and I, you know, that might be an interesting scientific pursuit. And why is it on Master Chief? Uh, cause it appears to, um, I tried to help. <laughs> it appears to engage in, uh, uh, asexual reproduction. Just, it buds or maybe meiosis. I'm not sure. <laughs> you can't get it off of you? Uh, you can, but then you get another one. <laughs> Iota, you said a living creature of some kind? Yes, Captain. Right, do you have any further data so far? No, Captain. All right. Try fire. Uh, got you covered, Captain. All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, while he's, like, doing it, like, in my experience, Captain, applying fire without any knowledge about the biological makeup of the... Don't directly burn it. Get the fire nearby. Any living creature will move away from the heat. All right. So uh, I pull the hose out from the Bunsen burner (laughs) and uh, track... Well, I need the fire near the thing. (laughs) (laughs) You sure do. (laughs) And uh, I get it started, sort of pointing at the blob on the ground. Uh, Yeah, it begins to move away. All right. That burning yourself, get it off of you. All right, Touch, bring your hand over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You've got a (laughs) flamethrower. Well, yeah, how else am I supposed to get that black goo off your hand? Oh, so just don't. Pointed at me. <laughs> and I, I move my hand close to the flame and see if it moves away. Uh, yeah, it moves up your arm. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's caught in my fur. <laughs> I move the flame such that the most optimal route to escape the fire is off of Tudge. Sure. <laughs> it does that. All right. All right, back away from the substance, Tudge. I'm backing. Master Chief. Yeah, I take the fire and just <laughs> get it off my hand. All right, so now we have three things on the ground, or are they all joined to be one thing on the ground? Uh, as you watch, they bloop all together. Are they bigger or the same size? No, they're bigger as a whole. It's so they've, they've come together. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cute. All right, Tudge, let's get out of here, uh, and I'm going to need everyone to get out of every room between this one and an airlock. <laughs> We're not it. in space. <laughs> We're not far from space. <laughs> Perhaps I can make a suggestion. Please, Please. do, Doctor. <laughs> All right. So um, get another hazmat suit and turn it. Turn the, the sleeve inside out. Put it, your hand through it and then pull it through. Perhaps then 
you know... Um, oh, you mean just wrap it up in a hazmat suit? Yeah, and then sort of push it out into space or over You don't necessarily need to push or... it into space, but turn it to the rest of the Ica down below. Well, then we're, then we're littering. Yeah, they're I big I think that's on, against no, the tenant. <laughs> you want to make... I think listen, we're going to be fine with Let me just fine. point out. I think we have probably already made a social faux pas on this planet by having Tudge jump off. But not die. Well, I don't I think know. They then, just said jump off. That's fair. <laughs> I do think we probably then made a second social faux pas when Tudge took a sample of their ocean. <laughs> Sorry. I do not wish to make a third social faux pas on a planet full of suicide cultists by littering. So I would much rather take it to space then dump it out into the ocean. We're not sending a living substance into space that we just removed from another planet that's completely against regulations. We're going to either call the authorities or return it to the Ico right now. Well, let's finish the analysis first. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to wrap it up in a hazmat suit Yeah. and then leave this room. I need you to launch an assault. <laughs> <laughs> that is a six. I am still wearing a hazmat suit myself. I figured... Yeah, so you get about half of it in the hazmat suit, and it buds again, and there's just as much as there was before on the floor. But you have half of it contained in a hazmat suit, which is sort of rolling around on the floor. Maybe, maybe Do we, we have, have, like, a plastic bag? A plastic bin? bag? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. You have to look around the area. Uh, I look through the, the science-y tools to find, like, either a, a glass or, like, plexiglass, like, large bowl or something like, like a fishbowl, kind of? Um, I mean, there there are large beakers that you can see through the through the walls, yeah. Okay, I snagged me one of those. You would have to go in the room for that, because... Yeah, yeah, me, me. Oh, we're all outside the Quint- room now? Quintanilla, Dr. Quintanilla, like, stepped yeah, out sealed. and, like, okay. sealed the door. It's a good idea. <laughs> all right, y'all stand back. No, no, well, wait. I open the doors well, and wait, I jump wait, in wait, real quick. Wait, you... All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, go for the beaker and I grab it. Sure. So it's like the opening is towards the thing. I'm just going to like creep towards it and see if it moves towards me at all. Uh, it does not. I creep a little bit closer. And uh, in one scoop, I like get it right up into the beaker. Okay. Launch assault. Can I do reckless instead? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Shit. <laughs> it's a three. So what is that? A fantastic failure? Yes. A, a yeah, a fantastic failure with a dire consequence. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you try to scoop it up, um, but you missed that it had put like a little pedicle out mm-hmm. to like start moving, and you step and slip in it <laughs> and land in it face first. Ah! Iota, how's that analysis coming? Analysis 98% complete. Oh my god! Can you give me the cliff notes? (laughs) Analysis is not yet complete. (laughs) It's okay, you guys. It's just a cute little thing, just kind of like warm and fuzzy. Can can she breathe? Not really, no. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Hazmat suit. You're wearing a hazmat suit, yes? Touch the substance, get it off your face. No, wait, you took off the hazmat suit. You're still wearing one. Yeah, that's I get the Bunsen burner again. All right, yeah. (laughs) And I attempt to, you know, do my thing with fire to make it go away. Sure. You do that. Uh, Some of it looks to go in 
her face. Uh, I I like lunge forward with my uh, the hand that like is still has stuff stuck to it, and I try to like. You don't get, have stuff stuck to you anymore because I Steve got pushed it off, off of yeah. the onto the floor. Oh shit! <laughs> How's it feel up there? Horrible. <laughs> you better get superpowers out of this. <laughs> I think it's going up for my eyes, y'all. I don't know, please. Analysis complete. Would you like the results? Yes, all the results. <laughs> Dump them. Uh, text-to-speech speed at 175%. <laughs> That's not helping, Touch! <laughs> so the report says that it is a uh, symbiotic uh, microbial that is uh, generally attached to something at the planet's surface um so there's something underneath uh mm. it doesn't uh react well with fire uh or water and um it also is um basically its size is completely dependent on the number of buds that it uh has like budded and then rejoined with sure um it is uh non-sentient uh but it is technically like a bacterium or like a like a, you know, an anaerobic fungus of some kind. Okay. Uh, Somebody gonna, grab a hose and stick yeah, it up my that, other nostril? That, that is exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so I'm going to like find like a water hose or, or a, a spout. Like a, there's definitely an eye washing station. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like I want to like turn the hose on and like just like point yeah. it at, at Hasha and then, and then like approach her with it and like try to like hose hose it off and then like if that doesn't work i'm gonna like put the hose in her nostril yeah so you're gonna roll patch up for this i'm usually good at that okay nine nine i succeeded a cause (laughs) okay uh so you succeed and it is driven from her body uh you drown her to death well she's definitely not conscious conscious oh oh, okay uh doctor doctor get in there uh i i can do this touch uh find something to freeze this shit with i'm gonna do cpr real quick freeze uh cool Um, liquid nitrogen doctor what's uh (laughs) what would cpr is that patch up patch up uh that is a seven all right hasha Stops drowning. Let's get some liquid nitrogen. That sounds real good. Uh, do, can we get it all in one pile? Like in one gloop? Can I use, use the hose to get it in a gloop? Yep. And then uh, I'm going to get a, a pail, <laughs> one of those like white plastic pails of liquid nitrogen. And I'm going to like gently pour liquid nitrogen on this beautiful being. <laughs> sure. You do all of that. None of that takes any rolls. Okay. Um, so Hasha is now free of substance and not drowning uh, and is unconscious but stable. Does she have superpowers? Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next uh, time. How's the, how's the symbiote doing? Uh, it is frozen. Okay. Um, space? I wrap it up in a hazmat suit. All right, it's all wrapped up? Yeah. We're returning it to the planet's surface. We're not launching this into space. Can I make a suggestion? No, you most certainly cannot. We're doing this. <laughs> we cloak the ship, fly out away from the city, 
and dump it out of the hazmat suit so nobody sees us. I'm just trying not to get caught littering. <laughs> like hand to face, like a vein popping in my forehead. Damn it, do it. All right, I do. Okay. Yeah, we fly out, we dump it in the ocean. We defeated our most hated enemy in the <laughs> entire campaign. I think this calls for it. a celebration. <laughs> no, it, it certainly does. No, it certainly does not. I collect both of you, <laughs> and I take you into my office, and for the purposes of the podcast and me not wanting to bre- break my throat, I yell myself hoarse <laughs> at both of you, slamming on the table, screaming at both of you about how this is completely, like, I'm... Beyond, like, angry at the two of you. Also, and, our meeting is in five minutes. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, like if I guess you, I can't be red in the face because of the fur, but I, like, my ears, you can see the tinge of red in my ears as I'm shouting at the two of you, all but a battle rage. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you've got, like, got the night-night gas at the ready. I'm, like, ready to hug him at any moment. Like, maybe, like, a claw into the desk to, like, everything as I'm, like, screaming at the two of you about how I can't even believe that I'm not court-martialing the two of you for this. Like, it goes against all planetary regulations, blah, 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 blah. And then I stop and I go... Now suit up, we have a meeting in five minutes. <laughs> now here's the real question. Does me keeping my suicide appointment count as a difficult promise being a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, is that a structural weakness? What would the, the, the symbiote? Huh? Is that a, a, bio- a biologically structural weakness for the, the symbiote? Yeah, liquid the nitrogen. The fire, the frozen, yep. all of it? Yeah, yeah. Yes! Yeah, well, this has to be worth something, right? <laughs> we our, our podcast briefly turned into a bee monster movie. <laughs> I would like to point out, Steve did basically nothing but try to save Tudge from this monster. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm mostly yelling at Tudge, but I'm also, like, kind of yelling at you as far as, like, how could you let this happen? The two of you were, the body system is in place for a reason. <laughs> Tudge has never been more ashamed. <laughs> uh, and on that note, we'll end for the day. Okay, yeah, we're all set for the finale, right? <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumpley.com.